finding clients. It is setting up and we are live. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. We are super excited that you are here. We apologize uh, for those that, that have been waiting for us to go live. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. It's been a little bit since I've hosted here. Um, today, we have a super exciting topic. Uh, we are talking about how to get clients when you're first starting out in web design. So this is a topic that a lot of people ask, um, usually people that are just starting out in web design. <laughs> Um, but it's also a topic that can really apply to, to anyone because no matter where you are in your web design journey, um, these, the stuff we're going to talk about, the, the tips and strategies for getting clients are things that you can come back to. And so maybe you're in a little bit of a rut and things are slow. You can come back to some of these um, best practice principles for getting clients to, to, help, um, to help get things going again. So um, yeah, before we, we dive into the awesome topic, let's meet uh, this awesome panelist of ladies, I am far outnumbered, uh, which is actually really cool. Um, we now, for our, in terms of our, our permanent hosts, we now have equal male and female, so super exciting. So, Equality. Um, yeah, yeah, girl <laughs> power, and hey, I'm proud of it. Um, that's, yeah, that's really cool. So, um, yeah, Leslie, you're at the top left of my screen, so why don't you introduce yourself first? Hello, um, I am Leslie Brunel, and I am the web designer um, down here in Texas. And you can find me at agirlinhermac.design. Awesome. Glad to have you here, Leslie. Uh, Sarah. Hey, guys. Sarah Oates here with Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Awesome. And then we have a special guest here uh, from <laughs> the police car. It looks Talk like. Talk about dedicated police car. <laughs> It looks like we're watching an episode of Cops or something. <laughs> Coming at you from the dash cam right now cam. on uh, Highway 501, heading up from Myrtle Beach back to Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, I am representing Focus WP, which is uh, white label WordPress maintenance for agencies. And you can find me at focuswp.co. Hit me up in the chat. Awesome. And I will Super try to look at the here, camera Stephanie. safely. No, I don't look at okay. the camera. Okay. Just keep yeah. driving. <laughs> We're all about safety first here at Divi Chat. So, <laughs> um, so and yeah. For, I'm, I'm da some... for David, I wanted to say that I am nomadic AF today. Yeah, yeah. He's not here. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my name is Tim Streifler, and I am broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And uh, you can find me online at timstreifler.com, divilife.com, wpgears.com, and divi.chat, as well as all, all of our panelists here. You can find us more and more awesome episodes on there. Um, it's so, so yeah. tropical there, Tim. I know. It kind of <laughs> looks like I'm in, like, Hawaii, but it's just a very awesome <laughs> plan. Um, awesome. This is, like, the only shade in my backyard currently, and so I'm, like, huddled <laughs> under this little tree. Yeah, we feel real bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, this topic is actually one that we covered way back, um, was it episode 15? 13, 13, 13, I think. One of those, yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, at this point, we are how many episodes in? Quite a few. Something. Yeah. yeah. So naturally, we're going to circle back to episodes. Um, and the topic of getting clients is something that I mean, we could do it every single week and it wouldn't get old because 
uh, or it might get a little boring, but um, they're all practical <laughs> principles that, that we can apply in our businesses. So um, yeah, I guess to kind of get us started, um, I guess what have, what has worked for, for, for you all in terms of, of getting clients, maybe thinking back to when you were brand new, what was the one thing that kind of helped you get those first few clients? Um, even though you're brand new, you didn't have a pipeline of referrals, you didn't have a ton of experience under your belt. What was the, you know, the few things that really helped get things going? Well, I will share um, two things I did. Um, I, I guess at the time I didn't refer to it as cold calling or whatever. I didn't actually call someone, but I, I saw a website and I really liked their logo. Um, I was really interested in finding out who did their logo. And then I noticed their website was these, this is pre-Divi by the way, um, Elegant Themes had, has other themes and I had just joined Elegant Themes as a member. Um, so I recognized, the, I wanna say it was Chameleon, the Chameleon theme. And I recognized it and it looked kind of funky. It looked like it wasn't set up correctly and whatever. So I emailed them through their contact form and I was just like, hey, you know, I just wanna say hi, asked about the logo. And I was like, by the way, um, I'm starting out in web design and I noticed that you're using um, this particular theme and I see that it could use some some tweaks. Um, and I, we, you know, we talked on the phone, her name is Heather. We're actually still friends today. Um, and so I, I ended up working on their site and then through her, I ended up, um, the second thing I did was I went to the farmer's market. It, it happened to be a farmer's market website. And I mean, it's kind of like sitting ducks because a lot of them, if they really are farmers, you know, they're not usually super techie and they usually are really willing to trust too and give, you know, give, um, give you kind of free reign of the design and stuff. Um, so I made quite a few clients from there, just kind of introduced uh, through the vendors. Um, and it was really cool. So that worked out really That's well. That's really clever. Yeah, and I didn't plan it. I can't say that I actually planned it, but but yeah. But now I tell people like, hey, that's like a network right there. Kind of like, I guess, like a chamber yeah. of commerce or something like that, you know, where there's already networks set up. So yeah, that, that's a good- One could you. almost refer to it as a niche. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that's I think awesome. particularly that's a good market when you're just starting out. Because one of the things when you're starting out is you don't really have- like you're not going to be charging thousands and thousands and exactly. thousands of dollars, exactly. you know, and those are the kind of people who they just can't afford it. Like, yeah. so if I went to them now at the point I am with my business and I said, Hey, do you guys need a website? Like, this is my prices. They'd be like, no, nah, I'm not paying right. that for a yeah. website. Like, like, when you just start start now? <laughs> yeah. like I did super cheap websites when I was just starting out and that's what they need. They don't need a big fancy website. They just right. need to get going. So that's like almost the perfect match is the people who don't yeah. have yeah, the money it really was. you when you learn. Yeah. Yeah. That actually kind of brings up a good point. Um, <laughs> how does everyone feel? What are your thoughts on uh, doing pro bono websites in the beginning? Um, are you I did. Are you for it? Yeah. That's I, I how did, I started. Um, yeah. I think my first few websites that I still maintain are the animal rescue sites, the the one that I foster through particularly. Um, but yeah, I did some low cost and free um, sites in the beginning. Um, and I was also very upfront, you know, I would tell them like, look, I'm kind of new to this, you know, I, I'm charging low because I, this is how much I know and I'm, I'm learning. Um, so it was a, a win-win. Yeah. It it's was the same for me. I had, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I had um, a friend who, who didn't have a website. And so I said, hey, if you let me learn, I'm happy to do it for free. And so he was very gracious with me and let me learn on the job. I actually built that one completely with HTML. So it was like right back at the beginning when I was like really just getting into it. And then um, again, I had like a nonprofit 
festival that um, I was talking to them and they were like, hey, we need a website, you know, do you want to help us out? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I did that one again for free. And I, that was when I used an Elegant Themes template because they were like, we need it to be WordPress. So I was like, mm. and I looked around and found one on Elegant Themes. So that's when I stumbled across that. Um, and then I did a couple of websites, but I made my price really low. So um, I don't know what's reasonable around the world, but in Australia, like when I started out, I decided I was going to charge 1500 for a website, which I was brand new. And then I came across two clients who, well, <laughs> I came across two clients and they couldn't afford it. So I said, all right, I'll do it for 800. <laughs> so I like, I reduced well, right back, but I did the invoice as if drop. it was 1500. And so, but, and I remember the first website I did, it was a five page website and I spent 40 hours on it. Like when I tracked how long I, I spent so much time because I had to learn everything as I was going. Um, but for me, that was a hundred percent worth the $800. It just, that was where I started. And then every time I went from there, I always quoted my 1500 and then I slowly grew up and grew up, you know, in my prices. But every time, even if they couldn't afford it, I would reduce it, but quote them, you know, the full price. Um, right. But I started low. I started with cheap prices and then I would even discount those cheap prices or I would do it for free because I think in the first year, you've got to expect that you need to learn a lot. And if yeah. you want people to be gracious with you, then you have to be willing to either do it for free or do it for really cheap because they're sacrificing something by going with someone who's brand new. Right. And don't be afraid of um, payment plans. I remember offering a couple yeah. because, I mean, there's only so low you can go, right? And I did have, yeah. a, I remember having a couple people who were like, I could tell that was still kind of an issue for them. Not necessarily that they didn't have it. They didn't have it all then. Um, yeah. And so I worked out of payment plans because it's not necessarily always priced. Maybe it's about the time frame or something that they can get it yeah. to. Yeah, I, I love pay doing payment plans. And it's also a really good way to tell if it is actually cost. Because a lot of people say, right. oh, yeah. I just can't afford that yeah. right now. It's like, okay, yeah. well then let me work something up to make it affordable for you by breaking it up yeah. into, you know, right. uh, six monthly payments, 12 monthly payments or whatever. And then if they're like, no, well then obviously you did something yeah. wrong. You didn't show them yeah. enough value because it actually isn't cost at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually doing a 12 month plan, like I've done quite a few 12 month plans with people and like it means you've got a regular stream of income and especially when you're just starting, even if it's a small stream of income, it's still something that's coming in monthly, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's not the end of the world to have it working. That oh way. yeah. Yeah. Then you're going to learn about maintenance and all that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you, uh, Stephanie? What did you do to first get clients when you were starting? Well, out? I don't know. How long have you guys been doing this? Cause I, like I went to school and came like I've, I've been doing this since I was, 19 so like building sites and so that's a little bit different too you know if you come out with like a portfolio you've got a different setup right and you can go get yeah. you can go get a job yeah. so I, I didn't I never actually finished school but I did I did learn some you know I we my family moved and I like just never picked it back up because I'm like I got this <laughs> but uh, I, I always wished I did because I would have had a more rounded portfolio because I, I lacked a little confidence which I think that's a huge part of it so it's almost like are you trying to you know like I I almost think of it this way like I don't think you should really take free clients but you can do free portfolio stuff like if you think about it like that then that kind of keeps you on track for what you're doing if you want to do friends and family stuff like just don't get lost in doing free work because 
then you won't build your own confidence really. You know, I think you just have to be careful. And it's easy to sit on top of a business that's been yeah. in place for a while and running well and say like, oh, don't do free work. What, but because you have to, like when you're starting out, you have to. And like Sarah, if 1500 is your cheap website, like I think you got a whole bunch of people probably in the chat and stuff being like, oh, well, because <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people starting out doing them for three and 500, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, they, they would love to make 1500, so I don't, yeah, I but I don't know how long you've been doing it too. Yeah. I mean, I started out doing, you know, like 500 stuff, but also it was, I don't know, 20 years ago. So it's like, yeah. it's a whole different ball game and it's different technology and all yeah. that kind of so stuff. So I started five yeah. years ago and okay, I, so that's different. Yeah, it is. And, and the other thing that I did was I kept working. So I worked a full-time job or a part-time job, oh, I should say. Right. And so I spent a full yeah. year building my portfolio. And so what I did was it didn't matter to me really how much I was learning because part of it was like, it was the training, it was the learning. And if I could earn a little bit of money, that's great. But my goal was to get 10 websites built that year. And so that then at the end of that year, I had a really full-fledged portfolio that I could go for and say, hey, look at this. And so in some ways it didn't, 100% matter if I even earn anything, but I also didn't want to devalue it. So another th another tip that I have for you, if you want to not charge or you want to charge a lot less, make sure on the invoice you show them what value they got. So I did. Oh, I like um, that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did a nonprofit website and I sent them the invoice for, um, I can't even remember. It was early days. So it was a lot lower price, but I sent the full invoice and then I just gave them a hundred percent discount, but I wanted them to see, to see. that yeah, I was doing a lot for what, and what they were getting was a huge amount of value. And I think sometimes nonprofits can expect a lot and not really understand. And even anytime we build a website, I don't think clients always understand the amount of work that goes into it. Right. So being able to, to say you are getting this much value in what I'm building for you even though you're not paying anything I think is a good way to start and it's just even good for you to set up the idea of sending invoices and how it all works even that is yeah. a part of the process of learning how to start a business like well and there's a lot more than respect what you do as well because respect yeah. is a big deal in our business relationships so yeah yeah and some of that's us respecting ourselves right I actually have like the the invoicing and the proposals and all that I have on my list of things like if you you know I think one of the hugest things like I kind of like what I was just saying but it's going to come back in all of this when you're starting out confidence is such a problem yeah. and that's what I see like in the groups like crazy the people that are starting yeah. out how do I do this and they think so low of themselves but if you so how do you want these these leads or these clients to view you do you want to just do like Hey, I'm just learning, you know, like, like Leslie, you're the queen of honesty. Right. So, and that's cool. Like if that's your thing and you want to go out and say like, listen, I'm learning. Can I practice on you? It'll be a great deal. It'll be a win-win. That's cool. But if you're starting to get like a notch above that, then you got to yeah. look professional, like deliver yeah. a killer proposal. If it takes you 10 hours to put your first proposal and get your software and all that in place, do it. It's worth it. You know, like get it all looking like awesome. There's tons of templates out there. There's tons of resources for how to do it yeah. and make it look really nice. And like, and then have some place like, don't ask them to, you know, I mean, I don't know, have like a online payment thing. You're a web developer, you know, don't, I mean, if somebody really wants to mail you a check, fine, but like take online payments, have a little gateway, have, have it all set up so that it's, so that you look legit in those ways. 
Yeah. Too. Yeah. Even if you yeah. just have a pale PayPal button to start with or something, you know, that's kind of right. not so sophisticated. Um, but yeah, Stephanie's right. Making it easier for them. Um, you know, that, that shows. And, yeah. I think and all of that goes into like winning the clients. And then also it leans toward them being open to referring you as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think there's a, a time and a place for like discounting or doing pro bono work with like friends and family type of thing. And then there's a time for like fake it till you make it type of mentality. Yeah. Like Stephanie was saying, where right. you have to look the part, yeah. you have to, you know, come in with all the confidence in the world so that, you know, they'll not that you're going to say that you've done 300 websites, but they, because of your, your attitude that you're, you're kind of coming off as like, wow, this guy is like legit. This girl is legit. She's done a thousand websites kind of thing. Um, and again, not to like misrepresent yourself, but I think it all comes back to just kind of like the confidence that you right. like oozing confidence, um, you know, can be a really good thing. It makes them feel comfortable, you know, so that they will want to give you money and trust you with building their website. Um, so yeah, for me, it was kind of like my story. I started doing websites. I kind of like stumbled into it a little bit um like way back in like 2010 or 11 which isn't all that long ago but um i learned about like i was at an seo company as an intern and i was just out of college and i learned about all these blogs that were making like millions of dollars i was like really like people are making millions of totally. dollars <laughs> yeah so i i created a blog and i like figured out how to like install hosting and everything. And I came across elegant themes like before, like the day I found WordPress. And so I signed up for an elegant theme subscription, built a blog. And then I realized, you know what? I'm not really into writing. So I don't really want to start a blog. So I kind of like tabled it. And then I, uh, my now wife, then fiance, we got engaged. And so Courtney was like, Hey, why don't you create a wedding website for us? And so like, I went out there and nothing, none of the do it yourself systems out there were very good. So then I um, I was like, Hey, I have this subscription to this company, elegant themes. I have a hosting account. I'm going to like create my own website. And so that's like how I got started. And I put, like, yeah, I put my name at the bottom, like designed by Tim Stripler. So then like all these people started to ask me about it, like, Oh, you do websites. And so then I started building like wedding websites for friends and family and stuff. And, um, that's and awesome. into it. And then I got like other referrals from other clients, um, kind of by accident, but I never had the plan of pursuing it full time. I had a full time job. Um, and so I never really concentrated, like never really like tried to get, you know, like, I just kind of was like, whatever, it's bonus money, like, and then I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I want to pursue this full time. So then I spent time build out my, uh, my own website, my own portfolio. And, um, and then what I did, what I think is super helpful that I think everyone can do to immediately get clients. And that is, I like did a blasts on social media and like, like not spam, but just basically I wanted everyone to know everyone that I knew to know what I was doing. Um, and I got a ton of referrals. I, I I'm actually like still getting, I'm, I, I basically <laughs> did one blast right when I decided to go full time and I've never done a, a, a social media blast again, like never shared my own work or anything like that on my personal stuff. But I, I still get referrals from people that I know that said, Hey, you do websites full time. Like, <laughs> And, um, it like, it like trickles in. And so I think the, the That's immediate, awesome. immediate thing you can do is like, make sure everyone know, everyone that you know, knows what you're doing so that they could either refer people to you or hire you directly. So. I think the way you did that in terms of when you did that is important because I think if people like decide, Hey, I'm going to build websites and you've got no portfolio and you've done no websites, 
maybe right. that's not the time to do the blast. But totally. the fact that you know you've done about wedding websites and like you kind of got the ball rolling and then you said it, then a lot of people would have already seen some of your work. And totally. I think it's actually genius that you did your own wedding website because all the people had to go view the website. Like yeah. it's not like you know, you made one website and then you told all your friends about that one website. Like some might go look at it, but right. the fact that it was a wedding website where they had to go look at it, it's genius. Yep. I think, yeah. you know, if, yeah. if you're looking for work, go get married and make a wedding website. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I wish Great. I could say that was all part of the <laughs> long-term strategy, but like Leslie said, it would just kind of happen by accident. Thanks, Thanks a yeah. lot, Sarah. Leslie, what should I? Come on. I think it's great I think it's a good way to start I mean like for most of us right we kind of bumbled along we figured it out as we went we kind of like accidentally had some wins we accidentally had some falls like you know none of us I, I don't think any of us had like a full-fledged plan or if right. we did that I didn't even want to do web design I was like <laughs> oh, I never thought of web design. I remember telling my teachers in college like why do I have to learn this I'm never gonna do it but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I like, I'm surprised at how many people share their story of how they got into it and how many people act, like didn't necessarily intend to, they did one website or they helped one person with one website. Uh-huh. And then someone else said, Oh, I don't know how to do this thing. Can you help me? And so then they helped that person. And then like, they just kept helping people to the point where they were like, I could just build these. And then they start building websites. So it's interesting how many people evolved. Yeah, well- to that. And I, you go no 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 go ahead (laughs) well like I think it it aligns to that thing I think someone online was asking um on the YouTube live thing like you know did you go and look for the work or was it through referrals in some ways you have to do both like it kind of is simultaneous and when you're starting yes you have to probably go look for the first thing for some people they do just help people and then they get the referrals but you can't start with referrals if you've never done any work right, right. so you're gonna have to look for your first few jobs but it's like kind of a cycle my, too though isn't it yeah yeah like my like initial plan get, was get you 10 websites then you'd get referrals and then you have to find ways to get new leads and more <laughs> you know it's like this cycle that you're constantly in yeah, like I like I initially figured I need to get a portfolio up so that then people can be referring on. And I would say for the first two years, I never got beyond that one step away. So it was always like I had a group of people, I did a few websites for some of them and then other people knew I did websites and then some of them referred me to the next level. But it wasn't until I got to about the third year that I started to get just plain old Google like inquiries and then also it was like second or third steps away so it was like someone had recommended who told someone else who told someone else but that took a couple of years to get to that level of referral and I think initially you're probably just looking at your own little circle and maybe one step away but once you're doing really good work like I am a big big um, advocate for making good websites if you make good websites they're good quality and then other people see it that is enough. Like, yeah. I, I don't do marketing. I haven't done big plan marketing. Yes, I'm small. And yes, it's just been me. And now I have a graphic designer working with me. And maybe now I'm starting to think about doing bigger marketing. But till this point, it's been all referrals. After that first little, you know, intentional blast, it has been all showing off my work and other people telling other people about it and that's been enough work for me to be able to keep going so I think referrals doing really good quality work and if you have to spend double the amount of time you plan to spend on it do it because if you do a really good website 
that's going to be better than any marketing you can do in my mm-hmm. opinion i agree uh, and on the topic of referrals i think um there's a few ways to go to sort of help that process along rather than just sitting around waiting for them too. you can ask, you know, ask people like, and there's the right time to do it. Like when you deliver the product and they have that first wow, and they're so thrilled with their new website, ask them then like, say like, do you know anybody that is looking to do a website as well? And also um, something I read, I was doing a little digging before this. And I thought this was interesting that it said, um, give people, phrases to look out for so when you're talking to them say like you know if you hear of anybody who says like oh my my web designer disappeared on me or my web developer vanished because how often I mean how many clients do we have that that happened to them right so oh, yeah. like yeah. tell I thought that was really an interesting idea like if you hear of anybody who says like oh my web guy disappeared like send them my way I'll help them out <laughs> you know I thought that was kind of a good idea and then also now which is so hugely important is Google and Facebook reviews. You know, ask people for reviews because that's almost like a, an ongoing referral. Yeah. You know, if anybody then looks you up, then that's like a referral to just the world. Yeah, I mean, basically think about how, how you shop around. Because I know for me, I, I look at reviews before I, you know, like if I'm going to even just go out to at a restaurant, I'm going to look at the reviews for everything. And um, same, I, I see a lot of people in the groups who, um, you know, we were talking about portfolio and they're like, well, I don't have a portfolio. I, I personally would never hire someone without seeing some, I need to see something that you did, right? So it's not really realistic right, yeah, to expect totally. somebody to hand over money if you don't have, have something to show. So yeah. so yeah, you have to get some a portfolio. Even up. if you build up some templates, like just yeah. pretend you're making websites. Like that's okay too. If you've got literally no clients and you don't know anybody who needs a free website, then just build out some pretend websites and you can you can label it as this isn't a real website but this demo, is a, yeah, this site. is showing the quality yeah. of what I can achieve they you yeah. don't have to pretend it's a real website but you can say this is the kind of stuff I can do are yeah. you interested yeah Dave and I teach that in our Divi business expert course when you're starting out to build your portfolio build demo sites because not only is it going to give a client something to look at so they know like the caliber of work that you can do but also it's just really good practice so that you can get in the habit of, you know, learning the tools and all that. Um, one thing I, I want to say, uh, Stephanie mentioned asking your clients for referrals. Um, what I found is sometimes if you ask them, you know, Hey, do you know anyone type of thing? They'll, they'll say, Oh, let me think about it. And then I'll get back to you type of thing. But if you tell them, Hey, give me five names of other business owners or, or people that you know, that might be interested in, in what I do. Um, you know, it'd be super helpful for me. If they don't need my help now, at least I'll be able to make that connection because then you can go out and you can make the connection with them. If they need a website, great. If not, no worries. Now you have that like networking opportunity and, and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing I want to mention was um, in regards to like, uh, you know, pro bono or discounted work for building your portfolio. I think um, what can be really important long-term is making sure that the client knows that, you are doing, you know, a, you know, a one-time thing to build your portfolio because I've had it where someone else gets referred to me and they're like, Hey, I heard oh, that yeah. you, you did a website for this price for my buddy over here. Yeah. Um, no. and then, yeah and then it's like this never ending. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've also oh. seen it. Like my wife, um, she was getting her hair done by someone that her sister's friends with. 
and the the hairstylist gave her a discount the same discount that she gives uh, my wife's sister and um so the next time Courtney went and said, you know what, you don't have to give me a discount, like just because I'm friends with, with my, or just because Mike is my sister and you're friends with her. Because if you end up giving like everyone that like you're friends with or friends of friends a discount, then like at the end of the day, like you end up giving everyone a discount and then you're not getting paid. Yeah. So, like, you have to be careful with that. But I think- Your wife you, turned down the discount? Yeah. That her and like I both, I we're strong advocates. So our- our wedding photographer offered to give us a, uh, like a friends and family discount for a wedding. And we turned it down. We're like, we want to pay you what you're worth. Like, Aww. you know, type of thing. Oh my um, gosh. Just because like with me being self-employed and like being on the other side of that, like we kind of know how yeah, that. Yeah, you experience how, yeah, yeah. how it affects you. No, but and then geez. another thing too is you when someone gives you a discount, sometimes there's like not, not always depends on the, you know, the, the, the person, but sometimes they might kind of slack a little bit. And then it's like, if, I, if I'm paying someone, I want to pay them full price so that I can make sure it gets done right type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had a, a, a friend, he was remodeling his kitchen and he had a, you know, a friend that came and, and did it for him and gave him a really good price. And he noticed that he was cutting corners and actually like to the point where like things weren't up to code with like the mm. kitchen remodel. And so he called yeah. him on it and he said, well, hey, like I'm giving you a discount. And he's like, well, like, yeah, I didn't, agree, I didn't agree to half hours work. Just yeah, exactly. So that, that's the kind of, that's why I feel so strongly about discounts is like, yeah, um, it can end up being more harm yeah. down the road. Yeah. We've all felt that too. Like where we like think, oh my gosh, I'm so over this project. So I'm not making any money on it. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, um, just because an organization is nonprofit does not necessarily mean that they do not have money to put into right. a, a budget for a website or marketing or, or what have you. Um, sure, it's probably true. like things like with the animal rescues. I see that that's usually true um, because they're kind of like you know they're they're literally started by a group of people who don't you know they just like dogs or whatever. Just but volunteer of, things, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But there are um, you know legit organizations who they they have budgets yep. for that. So even yep. if maybe you could do a discount or whatever, but don't assume that they don't have money just because they're an MPO. That's yeah. a huge tip. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say too on the um, the referral thing, Tim, like where you said give me a couple names or whatever um it's not a like it's totally cool to also incentivize that and yeah. say like you know um listen if you if, if you have anybody to refer to me I'll give you a free month of maintenance or a free you know hour of updates or whatever it is That's you know a great idea. Project, oh, yeah. to say that and you can even make it a both ways thing you know like sometimes if you see like a deal, um, what was it? The service I was just looking at a password thing, or I don't know, it was some app. And it was like, if you refer somebody, you'll each get, um, oh, yeah. you know, a free month or something. Cause I was the like, Dropbox then it makes model. it like, yeah, something like that. Cause then it's like, it's really, then it makes it seem like you're really, you know, it's benefiting both people. So it's not just yeah, like, like, Oh, like they're that. just referring it. Cause it's for me, you know, for them, you know? I like that system a lot because of that thing of like, I hate it when someone's referred and then I realize they got something out of referring it. Like yeah. it makes me feel a bit like icky. Was it like, legit? If you both yeah. get something, yeah. like then they can be upfront about, hey, I'm just referring these guys on to you. We both get something out of it if you happen to go with it. Then, you know, they don't have to hide the fact they're referring it and they get something out of it because they can be upfront and be like, we both get a month for free. Like, awesome. Hey. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Yeah, because uh, I'm like, like nothing against, you know, MLM, multi-level marketing companies, but they're not my favorite because it turns friends into people yeah. that are trying yeah. to sell you stuff. And then it's yeah, like, 
and and the thing that they always they always teach you or when they're trying to get you like i've never been a part of an mlm but i've been trying to be recruited a lot and they always <laughs> oh, say <yeah>. like oh, <laughs> your existing network like word of mouth advertising is is by far the best and, like you already have so many friends it's like well the reason why word of mouth works is because it's unbiased and the person isn't going to get yeah. anything out of it and the second that you you're trying to like sell to your friends well then it's not like you know unbiased anymore because you're making money so um, it's just the worst I yeah. hate yeah. it when all of a sudden you and your friends like Instagram turns from like them and their family to all of a sudden like them and their oils and you're like yeah. <laughs> I wasn't following your oils I yeah. was following you if I if I get stuck in one more like Facebook chat for leggings that I don't want <laughs> oh my gosh well I hate it my the funniest thing I love to do whenever like you're with new uh, you know a group of people or something there's like an awkward silence I love making the joke well now that I got you guys all together I'd love to tell you about an exciting business opportunity <laughs> <laughs> called Amway or Garden Fields. so hilarious so yeah. another um another approach that I think is cool and that I have tried to some success I haven't put enough into it but is to come up with partnerships so to find people, um, the one that struck me is um, like local IT companies, usually like smaller ones or like computer repair shops, stuff like that. I have a friend who, who does IT. He does, you know, like he'll go up and set up the networking for like little small companies, small businesses around town and stuff. And he nonstop has people say things like, you're good with computers. Do you know how to make a website? <laughs> and he does he's never made a website ever and so if you can partner up with people like that yeah. that's always great too because you know then it makes them them look good to say I don't but here's my partner who does you know like I have a partnership with this company who does that yeah. you can get stuff on their website you know put something on their website you can even have something on yours about their services too as like a reciprocal thing so that has the potential depending on that could be something to get local clients or um, things like that too. You know, that if you can find a, a local partner, I don't know why I feel like local is better with that. It doesn't really need to be, but. Um, I think that's a great idea though. And particularly for IT, because how many of us have clients who are like super crap at IT stuff. So like in yeah. that case, I think local works really well because if you're generally working with local people, then you can say, hey, I don't know why your email's not working, but this guy can help yeah. you. And so you can be reciprocal. I've literally like I, done that with that IT guy. Yeah. yeah, I would send people to get their like emails migrated and stuff like that. I would have them go to him. Yeah, so that's a perfect yeah. example. I think that's a great idea. I, I started out with, um, not overly intentionally, but I went to a networking thing, got sat next to this guy who was a content writer and had a chat with him. And at the time I was like, oh, your prices are like way too expensive kind of thing. But at the same time, like I kept that in the back of my mind. And then as my prices started to grow and as my clients started to be the kind of people who would be happy to pay for content writing, I remembered this guy and said, oh, hey, like you should go talk to Matt. Like I hadn't seen any of his yeah. work, but I was like, why don't you go talk to him? And then out of that, I made sure I nailed that job. Like I made sure that I did such a good job on building that website because I knew he would look at that website. And then after that, yeah. he started yeah. referring me. And so then I started saying, hey, if you need content writing, go to him. It was never a formal thing. There was never any like, you know, if you do this, then I'll like yeah. give you a little bonus or whatever. Mm -hmm. But literally I saw his work and thought he did a great job. I was happy to refer my clients. He saw my work. In the end, he asked me to do his website. Like, 
like in the end I did such good work that he was happy to actually have me do his stuff so I what a good story but sometimes like it is that thing of like who can I refer but then nail that job so that then when they see your work if it's in the same realm like maybe you're referring a graphic designer or a content writer or a photographer like if you need to have photos done make sure you do a banging job of that website because that photographer is going to look at your stuff and maybe then as they're taking photos for people they're going to say oh I saw this this web designer she did a great job so I think that's when you want to make sure your quality is is speaking for itself and for those listening the main thing that Sarah did in the first place was get to this networking thing yeah a lot of us you know getting out there that's really scary in the beginning um because totally talking to strangers scary yeah so, but that's, you know, make sure you, that's the end. <laughs> to be honest, I felt nothing out of it. Like I went to the thing and I was like, oh, that was so scary. And I met a couple of people and they were nice, but like, I honestly yeah. felt like I got nothing out of that networking thing. And it wasn't until maybe a year or a year and a half later when I then built that connection with that guy, but you don't know what's going to come out of a networking thing. So even if you go and it's really scary and you come away and you think I got nothing out of it, I've had no referrals from it. You don't know who you met, who a year and a half later is going to go, oh, I did meet a web designer. Yeah, actually that person, what was their business name again? And like, you know, that can spark things off. So you don't know that even though it's scary and even though you might feel like you get nothing out of it, you don't know what's bubbling away for someone that may be down the track. It'll come back and it'll be worth it. And maybe, you know, you have to pay money for those things sometimes. But Sometimes it's going to you know come around. Really I had a, it. it is a good story and I think networking groups are great that's on my list too meet go to meetup meetup.com or um even on on Facebook or something at sometimes you can do this little trick you can say hey does anybody know any good networking groups because I'm really trying to get out there with my web business you know and then you're like kind of getting a double whammy because you're not trying to sell to anybody but you're right. kind of side door mentioning that you do web you know and so you can kind of do that but then and then people can maybe you know mention some stuff people love to help you online for some reason like they want to give you some information so but then I think networking groups are great for multiple reasons one is you can get out there and refine your pitch and like just like if you can just go to a networking group that you don't even care about you can start saying like what you do and figure out how to sell yourself, you know, like you can try things and see what people respond to or not. I, we started doing that when I started my company, Sweet Tea. And it was like, why, uh, everybody would always say like, why did you call, why is it called Sweet Tea? And my partner one time just said like, cause everybody loves Sweet Tea. People would crack <laughs> up. So we just started saying that more. It just became a little tagline. Like everybody yeah. loves Sweet Tea because it, it resonated. And we had these stupid titles that were a joke. Like they were a placeholder, left brain, right brain on my website. I never for a minute thought that was legit. And everywhere we went, people were like, that's so cute. I love it. So, (laughs) you know, you go out and you just, you see what works and you see what people like. You got to get out of your office sitting in the dark by yourself and go see like what (laughs) the real world reacts to, you know, I know it is. And it's, I mean, I'm fortunate because I love doing it. Like I'm super gregarious yeah. and I'm a, I'm a dork. So I like being out and around people, but I know that's really tough. And the, the advice that I would give you on that too is, and this goes with whether you're in Facebook groups, whether you're in all these other things, it is 
it's so intimidating for so many people, but here's what I'm going to tell you. You know, so, like, uh, like 100% more about building websites than anybody else in that room. Even if you don't know 100% more than your colleagues or your other people, like yeah. that you, you feel intimidated, but like go in there and just see what people have trouble with and help them, you know, just try and help people. I mean, like, that's one of the, the things that comes back up in like, so many of these episodes right so many of our this podcast it's like try and help people and it, you'll you'll be shocked at what comes back to you for doing that you will yeah. either get clients or you will build confidence one of the two yeah, or both either way because either, yeah. you're yeah. gonna see well, maybe, that you know you might, yeah. even, you might even do or, you know help them out you don't get them as a client but then someone else says to that person hey, I'm stuck with my website. And they say, I know someone who helped me and she did a fabulous job. So you don't even know, like you may not get them as the client, but treating people really well means that they will remember that and they will, you know, you don't know, like same thing. It might be a year and a half later, but at some point they're going to remember the fact that you were really nice to them when some other developer left them lost. Yep, exactly. I mean, like that can, there's no price that you can put on that just getting out there. I mean, like, so just going and just trying stuff and just being willing to share. And I mean, I, I've gone to so many um, networking groups and they'll like have the little go around at the beginning, which is the most terrifying part, stand up and say who you are, right? (laughs) You got your 30 seconds and everybody stands up and says their name and they're, and then puts their business card on the table or whatever. (laughs) Like who the crap cares, you know? So, or, or half the time they don't even stand up. So I would always stand up and it's really funny. I went to actually, I went to this one networking group. My dad went to the same one as me and like, cause he sells real estate. So we're there for completely different reasons, but we both are like, we're so similar. So we both, but it was our turn. We would stand up instead of just sitting there and we would say like, Hey, I do this, but here's something I wanted to show you. And he would open up some chart about like real estate prices. And I had like little things, like I printed out these dumb QR codes. And I'm like, did you know you could do this with QR codes? And I like put them all on the table. I'm like, try scanning them. It sets your Wi-Fi password or it opens a, con- like, I don't know. It doesn't even mean anything. It has nothing to do with really building websites, but I'm just like, what could I teach these people in one minute or less? You know, like, right. what could I give them to show that like, I don't know, I don't even care. Like, it's just like, whatever. But go and do that. And but guess if what? anything, it be... shows that you have initiative and, you know, like you're going to put 100% and... into yeah, And you stand out too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even, like, not even that. It's just like, if you have five web developers there who stood up and said their name and the name of their company and set a card down, or if somebody stands up and does some random thing about yeah, you, are going to remember <laughs> that nobody cares about it anyway, who are they going to remember, right? You just got to... <laughs> And it's, it's, it's oh, dear. Dear. I think you're cutting out. What'd you out. say? We, we lost you there for a minute. Man, I was on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina. Wait, start over. We missed all of that. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, all right. Somebody else go. So networking groups, definitely. Like, get yeah. out. Um, you know. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say uh, to kind of piggyback off of, um, I forgot who brought it up, partnering with like IT companies and, you know, companies yeah. like that. Another thing is partner up with other agencies, web designers, and, and it kind of goes back to what we've talked about a lot before co-opetition, 
but especially like big agencies, they have a minimum project price that is usually like yeah. a crazy oh. amount. And so for smaller companies, especially when you're, you're first um, starting out, like you would think, I would love, you know, a project, at, you know, at this price point, but for them, they won't even touch it. And so if you can yeah. create a good relationship with them and they know you do good work, well, then they can start referring you those small projects, all the inbound leads that they get that are too low for them, um, as yeah. well as potentially um, set yourself up to do like white label work. If they, you know, need to outsource some work and, and it's not enough to maybe hire another full-time person, well, they can kind of outsource to you as a contractor. And so um, that is a great suggestion. Everybody yep. should go do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a couple of people locally who I know their prices are lower than mine. And so I'm not a big agency, but equally, like there are some projects that come my way and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it for that cheap. But I do know someone who is right. good, but they're just getting started and they would be willing to do it for that price. And actually it's worked in a benefit for me. So sometimes by saying that people have ended up saying, oh, actually I will pay as much as you want me to pay. Right. Because yeah. I'm kind of essentially saying, I'm better than that. Like, you know, you're going to get quality with me. But equally, it means that I can pass uh-huh. some stuff I don't want to do awesome. to someone else. That person has then got a good experience because I didn't just fob them off and go, whatever, my price is better than that. But equally, if those people get jobs that are beyond their skill level, they can say, hey, this yep. is a bit more than what I can do. Why don't you go see Sarah? And so, you know, that can be a beneficial relationship. And you might start as the little person. And then as you're growing, you become the person who's fobbing off the small jobs. And it can be, you know, a continual process of growth. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now that I have you guys all together, I want to talk to you about an exciting <laughs> business opportunity. <laughs> One of the hard things on the- oh. <laughs> well, Stephanie froze, I so think. Good. There I she think She's back. Am I can you hear me? Can yeah. you hear me? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. I think I'm in a bad patch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're getting cutting out. <laughs> so someone right. someone on the Somebody said that they don't have any word that they don't have any WordPress meetups where they are. Um, but I would say it doesn't have to be WordPress meetups. Like I think that some of the best networking things are when they're outside of WordPress. I mean, I, I personally like going to WordPress stuff because you get to know other people who can, you know, just be a supportive little team kind of thing. But in terms of networking, I think every city and town has so many different types. Yeah, you can also check, um, co-working spaces often have a lot of events. I know the one here has freaking, they have all kinds of events. Um, they're, they're really, they're super helpful in networking. Also universities and community colleges often sponsor events and invite yeah, people nice. to them where you don't have to be a student to go. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, so things like that. Um, yeah, I agree. Cause there are, I'm sure there's plenty of towns where there maybe is no meetup or maybe just one or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another idea is to, to start a meetup. Um, yeah. A lot of times, you know, if you just take initiative, there might be other people that they were wishing that there would be a WordPress meetup too. And so when you start one, all of a sudden there's people like, yes, finally oh, yeah. took the initiative to do that. You know, you have to be a little bit bold, you know, you kind of have to yeah. put yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that, but, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, have to, you have to plan, like, for the possibility that you might fail and no one shows up, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. You get to eat um, all the cookies. <laughs> and you can join, join organizations, too. Sometimes there's a fee involved, so that's tough sometimes when you're starting out. 
but um, you know, like I've heard a lot of people have good success with chamber of commerce, joining a chamber of commerce. It's it sometimes depending on the size of your city, you know, it could cost a couple hundred bucks, which, you know, like I said, could be tough getting started, but they, then you're in with a lot of businesses and things like that. And, and, you know, again, we're talking about all our words, our buzzwords that we use all the time, but it's like coopetition, find your niche. You know, if you have a niche, then you can, you can target things too. So like I target breweries, right? We've talked about this before I do. Um, so I'm a member of the North Carolina Brewers Guild. So I'm going to speak at one of the conferences this August oh, and then at the one in November. And so it's like, you know, just get yourself out there. And again, that's not for everybody getting up in front and talking, but it's just more sharing information and teaching right. people stuff. That, well, and that you might find that you actually like it and are good at it. Not everybody knows until you're, you know, until you do it. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, we had a question in the, the live chat um, from Nancy, and she says to the panelists, how much of your income is coming from building sites versus hosting maintenance plans? I just looked at this the other day. I was just doing a review of my finances. Um, and so <laughs> it's going to be slightly embarrassing to say, but I worked out that 50% of my time is spent on um, admin stuff that earns no money. <laughs> However, I'm roughly 50-50 on income in terms of um, building versus maintenance. But but I guess a good question is, so if income's 50-50, what would be your time allocation for website builds versus maintenance? Yeah. yeah. So I had a beep, 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 awful year <laughs> this last year. And um, so it was, it, it ended up being 25% building, 25% maintenance and 50% admin. And part of that was because I had to move hosts twice. Mm. So cool. I had a very awful year this past year so my hope is so i've actually got goals for my next year because we're about to hit the new financial year in australia so my new goal is i want to get that admin down to 30 percent and i want to get my building up to maybe 50 percent so that then the maintenance is taking a lot less time and if i can i would like to hire someone who can start to do some of the maintenance stuff for me because again i think the building is where you can make pretty good money if, all, if only you business, knew someone who did if only you knew someone who did white label wordpress maintenance <laughs> right if only yeah if and only. i'm gonna i'm gonna do a a plug for stephanie if anyone wants to outsource her maintenance, <laughs> go to focuswp.com yeah okay co.co.co focuswp.co they do white label good maintenance plug. work very affordable prices so yeah. what are we talking about? Like, let's back up to what this word maintenance means, though. I mean, I know what it means for my company. I'm talking about like strictly like WordPress maintenance, updates, backups, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's but, not what I mean when I say You like, mean something different. And I don't know what Nancy yeah. means either. You know, yeah. a lot of people. So what I meant when I was saying like, because it, it, my time allocation thing, it automatically works out this stuff, right? So I have a section that's for new builds or new freelance work or whatever. But then if I have a maintenance client who asks me to do some extra work for them, that fits into my, into my maintenance section gotcha. just because it automatically categorizes the fact that that's a what, maintenance client. What do you use for that, Sarah? Right. Do you use timing? Use that app timing yeah, and set up? Yeah. yeah, I use timing. I love it. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good app. So like I, I highly recommend people actually track their time because it's mm. – it's confronting. It's really confronting, but it also allows you to start to make goals because if you can know how much time are you spending per week 
and when is that time and is it on stuff that is making you money or is it on admin growing your business and that's fine but not being able to know how much time are you spending on all this stuff can help you have more goals about how can I be more productive with my time and then how can I use my time on things that will either directly give me money or will future give me money like marketing Um, it's huge awesome I hate tracking time it's the worst but it's so important (laughs) yeah oh I love it every at the end of every day I like go and review it I love it (laughs) I'm such a geek So we are coming close to the end of our time. We started a few minutes late, so we'll go a few minutes late. But um, let's do final thoughts. I feel like we kind of, or maybe it's just me, but I feel like we got off of doing final thoughts for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, we kind of did, huh? Yeah. So David wasn't around. He doesn't hear you. (laughs) So who wants to to go first? Final thoughts for getting web clients brand new. My final thoughts are... Build a portfolio of work, even if it's not real clients. But if you can, find some people who are willing to let you learn on them. I think it is invaluable. Um, And also try and communicate to them what it would have been worth if they paid for it. Boom. Awesome. Assuming you've got enough money, like you're going to have to have a job on the side to be able to pull that off. I get that some people will be starting out and they need to make money straight out. That's a different thing. But if you can afford to is my point. Yeah. Awesome. Anybody um, want to volunteer next? Final thought. I just had one and it escaped me. Um, <laughs> damn it. I can go um, if you want to think. Brain. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I've got a brain for it. Um, I, I think a lot of this, you know, a lot, there's a lot of overlap with all of uh, the things we've been talking about. And like two of the themes that I've heard again and again are do really good work. And that includes the most painful part, which is your own site. By a show of hands, who loves their own site? Nobody. Like, go, like, but you're, (laughs) it's the worst. That's so hard to do your own site, but like, it's never done. It's never done. And if you're, you know, like, Leslie redoes hers like 10 times a year. Yeah, I do mine like once a year. (laughs) I just never do mine. I just am always embarrassed of it. Like, it's the worst. I know, but you, you gotta have something. You gotta have a good site, do good work and just and get out there and give like give to people and try and help people and then people will come to you totally yeah okay I remembered my final thought um I think well I know when I started probably like a lot of people you tend to go local and you tend to kind of you know I did the farmer's market and you can maybe look for a restaurant Mm -hmm. or something um at some point now I know some people just prefer to stay local. I went remote and I, I haven't done local in years. I, I only did it my first year when I was learning. Um, because once I saw the potential of how many more clients are out there. Um, and also me, like I'm not into go doing the, you know, coffee meetings and all that stuff. Like I just don't want to do that. Um, but don't be afraid to, um, I mean, it literally the world just it opens up so many more clients to you, um, different budgets, different things like that. So, uh, don't be afraid to kind of expand on where you, you know, kind of target. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so for my final thought, uh, we had talked about um, you know, when you're starting out, making sure everyone that you already know knows what you're doing so that they can either uh, hire you directly, refer to you, um, you know, stay top of mind type of thing. Um, but another thing you can do to kind of help enhance that is to specifically reach out to people that are business owners that you know, people like family, friends, um, you know, longtime friends, you know, whatever that that have a business, reach out to them, be like, Hey, 
I just want to let you know, I'm now, you know, doing websites full time. Um, I would, if you happen to know anybody or if you need any help, let me know. Here's some examples of my work type of thing. Obviously you don't want to be like too spammy or anything like that, but just like a friendly, quick note yeah. to let them know what you're, you're, you're doing so that they can, you know, think of you when, when they need to refer someone or if they need something themselves. So I think that's really nice because a lot of times people um, say, you know, you should go to someone who has a really crap website and be like, you know, a real hard pitch. But I really like that idea of the soft, yeah, you know, approach of being able to just kind of spread it out with no expectations and not even following them up, but just right. like going, hey, this is what I do. You can see some of my work here. Let me know if you ever need some help and then back right off. I think yeah. that's great. I like, yeah. especially in Australia, that would work really well. Um, I think Australians really don't like um, people coming sell. in like the hut. Yeah. I'm coming sorry, I don't back. really want to do it. Like the, even the in-person thing can be too much for people sometimes. Um, but just, I like that soft approach. It's nice. Awesome. Good, good idea. All righty. Well, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to Divi Chat and a special shout out to everyone that tuned in live on YouTube. So for those who might not be familiar, we are live on YouTube uh, every single Tuesday, unless we have to cancel for some reason. Uh, and it is uh, four o'clock central time, um, five o'clock Eastern, three o'clock mountain, uh, two o'clock uh west coast time and then obviously in the different time zones um australia time what is it seven yeah, what time is it? 7 a.m yeah. Woo woo! yeah you can uh, listen to us with your coffee yeah exactly and then um we are on itunes stitcher google play uh youtube obviously spotify, spotify boom uh and so if you enjoyed divi chat obviously tune in uh for the next episode but uh we also would greatly appreciate um, some reviews um, on whether you listen to us on iTunes, YouTube, um, subscribe, all of that fun jazz. The, the more, the merrier, the more uh, reviews and stuff that we get, the more likes, uh, more subscribes, the more people learn about Divi Chat and that can learn about all the fun stuff that we talk about each and every week. Oh, yeah, and I, I can't I, I can't read one today because I'm driving and that would be <laughs> unsafe, but go leave a review today and I'll read it next week. Yes, I'll read it, I'll read it next week for sure. I just awesome. want to throw something out there real quick um, as, as tack on to my final thought. Don't forget to sign up for affiliate accounts because even if you just need a, even if you're not going to build a website, but you're like, you know what, use this hosting. I think they're great, blah, blah, blah. There's a 50 bucks or something, whatever. So, and without oh. doing anything. So. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. And divylife.com. We are accepting. <laughs> 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 All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.